and welcome to the optional podcast episode number 167 for the week of june 17th 2019 the optional podcast is a show all about the latest in video games and entertainment recorded each week from new york city and bounce around cables and satellites all around the world and right into your listening device of choice as always i'm paul tamayo and i'm here with my co-host cam brewster i'm in the radio waves yeah, this is a this is going to be a real interesting episode because we're for the first time ever, I think we're using the the phone call feature on Anchor, um, which is awesome. Check which is great. Yeah, word. Shout out to the sponsor. <laughs> uh, but this is really cool because, like, I mean, otherwise this would have involved way more equipment. But we're literally just using our phones, which is like I'm also I'm on Android and you're iOS, right? Yeah, man. Yeah, we're, we're like bridging gaps and shit. This is like Crips and Bloods. <laughs> we're peacemakers this out here. The, the marathon continues. You East Coast, West Coast, love. <laughs> uh, yeah, speaking of which, I'm I'm uh, like a few hours away from uh, flying out from L.A. back to New York. It's weird because like the time difference shit is sweet when you fly out here because you're like, oh, nice. I get three extra yeah, hours. Time. Yeah. yeah, like I didn't lose any time. But then on the way back, it's like I fly out at two and it's like <laughs> what? it's 11 o'clock at night. Like how? Yeah, how did I yeah. six hours pass by? So yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna suck, but I'm also kind of like homesick at this point. I miss having uh, access to uh, really good bagels, I, chopped uh, cheese. I miss chopped cheese sandwiches. I miss uh, having a functioning or decent public transit transit system. Surprisingly enough, I mean, not isn't that, that wild? Isn't it wild the shit you like take for granted? <laughs> you never know what you got till it's gone, man. Yeah, word. But uh, um, yeah. yeah, let me just jump into what I've been playing sure. because you have a nice list of new shit. Yeah. E3. So basically, uh, I've been grinding away at Banner Saga 2. I got really uh, caught up on this one mission where I had to kill this very specific enemy mm-hmm. uh, that would uh, basically resurrect uh, my dead, uh, all the dead pieces on the board. So you would, it was just like an endless battle and you had to do it in a certain amount of turns, which was really annoying. Um, but I persevered and I beat that shit. So I put nice. it down for a little bit. <laughs> and then when I put it down, I jumped into uh, Splatoon 2. Mm. Uh, there's a Splatfest this weekend. <sighs> um, it started yesterday and it's uh, Unicorns versus nar- uh, Narwhals. Oh, shit. Uh, what the whales with the, the, uh, I t- picked a Narwhal. Nice. They're, it, the drawing just looked cuter. There's <laughs> <laughs> something about unicorns that I don't, they should be called unihorns, but you know. Whatever. Yeah, who fucking dropped that ball? What the? F- yeah, well, did they? Maybe it was like they had a ear of corn on their <laughs> nose, and we just thought it was a horn. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, uh, yeah, and I've been playing that for this weekend. I played it like a ton yesterday um, at work, and I was getting my ass whipped, man. Damn. I feel like everybody was watching like the um, the, wor- the world, the whatever yeah, championship, the world championship, and they just got better. <laughs> they were like on it or i just super rusty because i haven't played in about a week but um yeah, yeah like use some new stress that i learned uh from the championship um and it was, it was just really fun they got some cool levels up right now um that game is just always going to be good so play more splatoon people yeah man I, actually um, it makes me want to play more splatoon i actually have my my uniqlo splatoon shirt on that's what i'm traveling with today <laughs> and i was like damn i need to and i have like the the case and everything and i feel like such a fucking poser i'm like man i don't even play this game but i, yeah. I love it I love it so much it's just it's there's a lot out and you know but it's yeah. it's just one of those games where i can play like two games and i would just feel good you know mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. it's just one of those games you just pick up and then you know start up and go yeah. but um other than that i jumped into call of duty black ops 4 again uh for some reason the other night nice. um yeah, it was just something itch. I was like, I don't know what I want to play. I just want to sh- shoot something, you know, as much as that, like, you know, 
is just like very straightforward. But like, I like, kind of want to play Battle Royale. I suck at Fortnite. Um, I, I, I did boot up, um, what's the other, Apex. And I got like top two. Nice. Um, and then I was like, you know what? This, it just wasn't fun, though, for some reason. Like, I just wasn't in the mood for that. Right. And right. then I was like, let me load up Black Ops 4, jump into some, um, uh, what's the mode called? I can't even remember what it's called. Blackout? Yeah, Blackout, and uh, I'll play, like, a round of that. So I did that, and they had a new mode, which is uh, they stole directly from Fortnite. So shout out to Fortnite. But it's the um, <laughs> it's the 50 on 50 um, uh, Blackout. So basically, it's Battle Royale with, like, two teams. Oh, that's cool. And it's, yeah, and it's really fun. And you just, like, there's three circles that, um, you know, shrink, and uh, you're automatically put into a squad. And uh, the cool thing about this one is that if you die and someone on your squad is still alive, in the next ring you will uh, revive. You will get uh, deployed again. Oh, nice. So it turns into this huge battle at the end, at the very last circle. And you just see, like, numbers just, like, flying down. Like, the numbers just dropping because, like, you know, you can't come back after the last circle. But it's just so much fun. And the shooting in that game is just so good. And, like, I don't know, man. (laughs) It's just... You know, just pure fuck it. It does what it's supposed to do. It's, yeah. it's very good. Um, yeah, it, it, like hearing you talk about the new blackout mode, even if it's as simple as like something like fifty v fifty, makes me yeah. makes me wish Apex took more of a risk with like their game modes. Because at the moment, we still only have the one. And yeah, I mean, I don't know. Maybe that's coming. But, a, yeah, yeah. No, I just wish they had a, a one on uh, like a, a single player mode, like not a single player, but um, solos or something. Solos, like, yeah. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah, or even but, just like uh, I mean, rip that shit off too. Like, give me a fifty v fifty where it's like more of a more of a battlefield like experience, or or give me like I don't know, like change it up a bit. Like Fortnite is like the archetypal like model here, where it's like, oh, you know, fucking Thanos mode, and now it's like I don't know, fucking yeah. I can seek or some shit. It's like they I, have so many weird things that they just throw at the table. I wonder if they're not doing that because of the heroes they have their specific powers. And they don't just want like fifty Bangalores running around. You know? Oh, that's true. You know, so like, I wonder if they would have to limit the powers just to make that. So yeah, I never considered that. That's true. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure that there's a, probably a lot of balancing because it would suck if it was like Overwatch style where it's like, all right, we hit the limit of over. I mean, Bangalores <laughs> and like, fuck, all right, I guess I'll play as fucking caustic or whatever. Somebody I never. Yeah, played. exactly. But um, that's about it. That's all I've been playing. So nice. you've been at E3 and you have been. Oof. playing some shit man yeah i've been playing the the video games as they like to call it <laughs> the kids call it um yeah so I, i'll start right at the top and i'll try to briefly go through these but i um on monday night i want to say it was when i when i flew in i got i got a chance to go check out ghost recon breakpoint at a ubisoft event and i actually like walked away from it pretty pretty positive um i, I went in like you know kind of neutral also like uh, off the um off the the off like the last entry uh wildlands yeah yeah, it's really wild problematic you know um things that are in the game so like i was like kind of skeptical and i'm still a bit skeptical about like what the actual story has to say and like what what they're going to do and i'm sure like in you know pretty ubisoft fashion it's not going to really say much in terms of like any i don't know any social commentary it's just like it's meant to just be taken as a standalone pulpy you know espionage novel i mean it has the the tom clancy name all over it and um but but that setting that aside like you know the the gamer part of my brain was like oh like 
this this game is actually kind of cool. So I haven't played a Ghost Recon in a minute, and I played a little bit of, of Wildlands, but I like quickly bounced off of it. I think I played one of the demos or the betas or something. Um, so that doesn't even really officially count. But um, the for for Breakpoint, we we got to demo it. I, me and uh, Gita actually, we got to sit down and with the developer and some other rando. Uh, we got to like join up in a squad, and and they showed off the game, and and it's really cool. So we, I played as a specialist called I think her name was. Uh, Fury, I forget. I forget what my name was, but um, uh, each one, each each one of us had like a, a specialization, like a class, basically, and we could swap. We could actually switch those out in this little like new um, mode where you can like change your loadout and stuff, and and uh, so you don't have to be stuck to one particular class. But so it was. It's you know much like a Ghost Recon. It's an open world, at least like Wildlands. Open world. We had a few missions to choose from. It was a very gated uh, area, but it was still like a, a decent amount of, of land that we could cover in the demo. Like we took helicopters places. Um, and uh, the first mission was pretty simple. It was like locate this this uh, this target, like extract her to the, uh, um, the helipad and, and get her out of there, which we did. And it was cool. It was typical um, Ghost Recon style stuff where we're looking at enemies, we're tagging them. Each one has their tagged enemies. And then when we say fire, we all shoot at the same time. And pretty tactical stuff we had a, a wild card in the group that kept i actually put a video up on kotaku that like we had a, that, that one rando was kind of the wild card and he kept getting caught and killed and we had to like go get him dead like go fucking revive him and shit which <laughs> kind of sucked because like we didn't get the real tactical experience like this game will definitely require you and three friends to be really in sync and, and extremely tactical and, and stealthy if you want to be like, you, you can go guns blazing if you want but um but yeah and we you know it had like the the typical binoculars use your drone uh everyone has their abilities also the, the cool thing is is they're introducing like a survival mechanic to this one so um whenever we were like near a uh, uh like a what's it called like a, like a convoy or something when they, when they were like walk by or drive by you could go prone and then you have the option to do like that stealth camo thing where you like rub a bunch of mud or whatever over you so you can become even more invisible and oh, the game wow the game will communicate to you like uh, when you're hidden. So like if you've played any game in the past few years, if you, if you hide in grass, even in this game, um, that sort of tunnel vision cone thing will happen at the edges of the screen, like that little vignette. And it'll yeah. tell you like ah, the enemies can't see you. So you're, you're pretty good right, right, right where you are. Um, but with the survival mechanic is interesting. So like if, if I get hit or if, if either of us get hit, um, there, there can be a point where we start to like bleed out. So we have to actually uh, equip a bandage and then like get the cover. And then like, it takes time to wrap the bandage over your leg and um, you know, like very monster hunter style, like while you're, while you're like super, super vulnerable. So you have to really be in sync with your teammates so that they're watching your back and stuff. And, um, and what was cool was after I finished bandaging myself up, like you could actually see the bandage, like it's bloody bandage on your leg and you're like, you know, you're still running around. You're, you're, you're pretty much fine after that, but you have to, they have to take stock of like, keeping bandages around and how many syringes you have and like there's a little bit of a um a more manual you know stick shift style a uh, game style of play for for ghost recon this time around which i thought was kind of cool the thing that really really interested me was um he showed off a part of the demo where he was like oh yeah there's this giant drone so like they're introducing um like non-humanoid uh, enemies this time around so like drones and like these weird little like mini tanks that roll that roam around on tires but there was one there was a huge one i forgot what it was called it was called like the behemoth or some something stupid like that and uh we went and took a helicopter out there and it was like in this gated area it, it couldn't move past these like electrical like rods it, it just i don't think it was like programmed to move past that but um we went out there and um one of them equipped like an, an emp grenade and i had to equip a rocket launcher 
And it was like kind of a mixture of like Horizon Zero Dawn and Monster Hunter, where the the four of us were creeped up on this huge tank, this like huge like Metal Gear style thing. I mean, maybe not as as huge as a Metal Gear if it was maybe a little more compact and on wheels. And um, <clears throat> one of them throws out a, a an EMP grenade. It like kind of stuns the the machine, and then I whip out my rocket launcher. We blow, I blow up off like the armor, and then our third player, our third and fourth player, started shooting directly into like the glowy bits, like very Destiny style, like shoot the glowy bits until it goes boom. Um, all right, yeah, we had a small technical issue. Sorry about that, but I'll try to pick it up from where I think I left off. But <clears throat> yeah, I I mentioned the sort of Monster Hunter style uh, play that that the game has now, and it, it actually like really really impressed me, and I could see myself really getting into that style of of, of game. And I, I before I walked into that. Uh, demo i was kind of like you know i was pretty neutral i was ready to be impressed and whatever but i was actually like um very uh, intrigued by the survival mechanics and and that this weird new monster hunter horizon zero dawn thing that they've got going on which i thought was pretty cool but um but yeah and i, I mentioned too like uh the story seems pretty interesting i like john bernthal he kind of gets shoehorned into those kind of roles a lot but he's like that archetypal soldier tough gruff guy but um I don't know. It's kind of nice to see a notable actor in a game and, and he seems to be like really, you know, serious about p- putting on a good performance, which I appreciate. Um, and in addition to that, I got a chance to play Link's Awakening, the new, uh, the remake coming out for Switch. I had like a 15 minute demo that I played twice. Um, <clears throat> and um, I really, really liked it. I went away uh, really impressed by how it played and how it looked, how charming it was, how cute and adorable Link is. Every time he grabs a, a little, he finds a new weapon or an item, everything about it just seems really good. Although I did, <clears throat> we did experience, it's an early build, so I'm sure it'll probably get cleaned up, but <clears throat> excuse me. Um, I know I, there was some performance issues. So like the, the frame rate wasn't as rock solid as it could have been, but I'm sure that's just like, hopefully something that they, that they can iron out eventually. Some of the textures and stuff also looked a little low res, but I'm hoping they'll they'll put a little bit of that Nintendo polish on it, and uh, hopefully it'll run pretty smoothly by the time it comes out. But I, I walked I'm, away I'm, like in love with it. I'm hyped for it, man, because I I played the hell out of it on GBA. Mm. I'm not GBA on G, uh, Game Boy. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Back in the day, I remember thinking it was like a, such a weird game because it had like Mario assets in it. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's a chomp, chomp <laughs> or whatever, and there's like they're like t- yeah and, and shells. It's it's very weird. Yeah. And I think at one of the stores, like Mario's there, is like yeah, yeah. Mario. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like one of your, I think one of your uncles too look looks a lot like Mario as well. It's like <laughs> mad weird. Like I, I didn't really play it as much as a kid, but I, like this makes me yeah. like maybe revisit it and, and get a chance to at least hit the main beats again. The cool thing was every time you hit the map, um, the map itself is like the I think the Game Boy assets. So like the it's like the entire uh. Game Boy like game it's, it's, that's what, how it seemed at least it seemed very like polygonal and like old school looking um but yeah i walked away like in love with it and i cannot wait to play it more in addition i played i'll run through these a couple uh, pretty quickly I, I played pokemon as well um it's actually really good uh we, i got to check out the new dynamax system so i ran through this one uh gym and i got to the gym leader i think her name was like nessa or something like that i forget where her, her exact name is but um she, uh, she had a, I think it was like a, a grass or water type Pokemon, but at, at the end, uh, she Dynamaxed her Pokemon, which means if you, if you ever see the trailer or any like the directs, like you can basically um, transform them into like huge, huge sized, like Kaiju almost sized monsters. So the, the arena itself is like a huge stadium. 
and they like uh they grow up to be these like giant like godzilla style pokemon and you can do the same thing with yours although it only lasts three turns so you have to like really make it count and uh as a result obviously like your pokemon become like way stronger and there's like a there's an added layer of depth there now where you're like oh when should i dynamax this pokemon and and oh they just dynamax there so i should probably throw bodies at at these (laughs) at this pokemon um so it's it's interesting i actually walked away pretty pretty positive on it i don't know if i'm gonna play it uh i, I mean i'll probably get the, that peer pressure once it gets around uh, time yeah. but it, it seems really good I, I think the fans will like it although there's a we have a story I, I guess we could talk about it now but um they they revealed that you can't import all of the pokemon into into this uh pokemon which uh, a lot of the fans <laughs> yeah took real uh issue <laughs> so yeah it's I, th- I think you can only um um you can only import pokemon that are like from i guess the newer region so i think that i forget how many pokemon that is but basically uh you know long time pokemon fans who've basically been like transferring pokemon since like <laughs> since forever like there have been reddit threads of it and um yeah it's gonna be interesting to see the reaction when it actually comes out and to see what what people think uh once it's out there in the wild but i thought it was fine i mean i don't know i, I probably won't like i said i probably won't play it but I think I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, you're definitely not the target for this, yeah. but it does look cool. Like, I heard that Dynamax stuff looks pretty, like, it is pretty cool. Yeah, um, and the Pokemon looks so fucking cute. Like, I played I played the new one called, uh, what is it, like, Yamper or something like that. It's mm-hmm. a huge Corgi. Oh, it's like a little Corgi. I, I Dynamaxed the hell out of it. Out of Pokemon. <laughs> um, it was really cute. We also put a video up of, of the gameplay on, on our site as well, but... um. I also got a chance to check out Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 on the Switch. And I actually got to play that with like two other people with my with my boss, Steven, and then like the guy demoing it for us. And I actually really liked it. I got to play as Miles Morales and we uh, one of them was Thor. The other one was like, Wolverine. And I think that was it. And then we like we switched halfway through. But it it was like it was actually a lot of fun, man. It's it's like a it's it's a Marvel Ultimate Alliance game. Like if you ever play one of those games, it's basically like a co-op brawler um, kind of isometric view where you're moving from these really linear guided experiences it, it feels like an old school arcade game almost so you're like you know you're you're combining powers together like there there's there are abilities that can sync up with one another so if and it'll give you a cue like a button prompt like when to do it uh you know you're just getting combos you're, you're just cleaning the screen of, of enemies and and then you, you then you all have like special abilities as well and uh, those can also be like combined and like stacked up um one after the other so if you want to like gang up on a boss you can do that it was, it was a lot of fun man it just, it just seems like an old school style game on switch that i feel like is perfect for that kind of kind of couch co-op because you all share the same screen so it's like perfect for that kind of play and I, I think they also mentioned there was going to be online play too so um it just seems like kind of a no-brainer for, for any marvel fans who, who just want like a really simple ass game to play with friends even if they're like you know even if you guys meet up a lot like it seems like a pretty cool option um, yeah, um, I, ha- I haven't played one of these games since the uh, the original X Men ones. Yeah, uh, back in the day, I forgot what it was called, but um, uh, they spawned from from that. But those, those are, I'm I'm kind of excited for it. Um, if, it. Depending on if my friends get it, I'll get it. You know. Yeah, same. I'm I'm like I'm I don't know. Like we'll we'll see, but it, it does seem like the kind of cool ass like old school throwback game that I can see myself getting into if I had, like if I had a friend or two to. To play even if it was online or whatever so maybe the discord yeah. will, will do this but um <laughs> but yeah um i also got a chance to check out luigi's mansion 2 which i thought I, I never played the first one so i have no real experience with it but um 
it, it's cute, man. It's super, super cute. I mean, I'm sure it's much like the original. You're like walking from room to room, except this time you're in a hotel. So the, the entire mansion thing is kind of a sham. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, you're just kind of like going from like each room to room. These little like diorama style uh, cute little rooms where you're solving puzzles using the vacuum and his other abilities. You have Guiji now, this like secondary like uh, controllable character that you can you can use. And if you have a, a second player along, they can also I think play as Guiji, which I think is kind of cool. So weird. Yeah, it seems like a horror themed. I mean, and this is me sort of retroactively comparing it to things that you know because I haven't played them before, but it seems like um, like Captain uh, like Treasure tracker like captain toad's treasure tracker like in that sense where it's like each thing is handcrafted they're puzzles that are like there are things that you have to find you don't have to but there are optional little secrets here and there littered throughout and if you use your you know if you use your brain well enough you can access them it seems really adorable like the 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 puzzle the 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 boss fights are or were pretty were pretty fun the one that i played um it required a, a mix of um his different abilities so he could like use his vacuum to suck things up he can use his flashlight to like stun ghosts and then once you suck up the the ghost you'd have to like then like pull back a certain way it's like a fishing game you have to pull back until they 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 kind of can't um escape anymore and then you're smashing you're like button mashing a so you can like just smash them on the floor until they just basically i guess you 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 kill the ghosts you've exercised them yeah <laughs> yeah you're like the power of christ compels you <laughs> Yeah, so then uh, it, it seemed pretty cool. And then there's like a plunger now that you can like stick to things. I don't know if that was in the first one, but and then you like you get close to the rope, you suck up the rope and you can pull the plungers. So you can like rip doors off or rip things off of of, uh, of machines. You can blow using the, 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 the vacuum thing. You can blow air out and it'll just like use, you can activate fans or whatever that like cranks and pulley systems. So there's obviously like a bunch of little, cute puzzles that are going to be in that game that that seem like like it'll, it'll probably again probably be like a nice little game to to relax to or, or even like get for you and like a, a friend or a, a partner um it seems kind of cool I, I don't i don't know if i'll play it immediately but like maybe one day if it's like on sale or something maybe i'll like i don't know that sounds kind of cool yeah, um we'll get to it later i'll wait yeah. till sale because fuck that shit <laughs> yeah word um <laughs> the, the last game I played at the Nintendo booth, I think it was the last one. At least the last one I played. I saw some other ones, but um, I got a chance to sit in on a demo for Fire Emblem with Gita, and Gita got to play it. And Fire Emblem, I mean, for Fire Emblem fans out there, I think this one's going to be huge. Um, I, I could see it sort of taking a life of its own. Like, like I remember there not being a huge uh, uh, positive reaction to the last one, but this one is really interesting. So in this one, you're playing as a as a professor uh in this huge like hogwarts style school and you have to manage your students that's kind of where like the meta game becomes like comes into play where i think this time around instead of um you know being charge of being in charge of like families and lineages and stuff i think you're you're basically there are like different houses so the game's called like fire fire emblem three houses so you, it's basically like hogwarts gryffindor slytherin although like each house isn't isn't doesn't necessarily have it's like you know traits or whatever it's not like oh um you know slytherin's evil and that, therefore yeah. evil. they just have different like i think specializations so one of them might be like more archer focused the other one might be it's like something like things along along those lines um and what's cool is like there's a whole a calendar system so you have a calendar and throughout the week you have a certain amount of points that you can spend towards like you know studying or resting eating bonding but also like training and all this other stuff so you're like managing um, your students' time, even your own time, like how you how you can get better as a professor, and 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 you know this and that, and 
what I found interesting too was uh, the the person demoing it for us. One of the developers was like, "Oh yeah, you can you can focus on a certain thing, and then you know a few years from now in the game's time, it'll be like that'll influence like what." paths other characters take and like whether they'll be against you or with you and like this huge like you know web of decisions that you can make that'll impact the game so like i feel like everybody who plays it is obviously going to have different outcomes and like you know who's in your house and and who did who wound up betraying you or whatever this and that and like and then of course there's like the um the battle system like the the turn-based grid battle like you know tactical strategy game that that fire emblem is and um it looks really good. It's like it's like the first time running like running on like you know some pretty decent hardware that's not just like a 3ds. So like the characters have like feet, for example, <laughs> and um, when you zoom down into the map even closer, like they you you zoom into like the the character and their units that are with them. The animations looked really cool. There are like you know there are new systems in terms of oh in in casual mode. I found out if you like make a mistake, um, you can sorry if you make a mistake you can actually like undo that mistake like almost like um oh, what's that game i love so much into the breach but you, but oh gotcha. limited amount of times you can actually go back or limited amount of times you can actually use it so instead of being like i know a lot of things i, I personally haven't played a fire emblem i mean the only one i've played is like the one on my phone but my uh, my girlfriend loves fire emblem so i like by proxy I know a decent amount about fire emblem but i don't know enough so this will probably wind up being like my very first real fire emblem and um, so I know that like in, in you, other modes, you couldn't like really go back. And if you lost a character, it's like permadeath. So, you know, oftentimes people would just like shut off their 3DS and turn it back on and like try to save a reload their save or whatever. And have come save. Yeah. But um, but yeah, no, it, it was uh, it was it was really good. I actually like I, I, I I'm intimidated by the whole scheduling and calendar management stuff and, and you know, turning it into like this whole this full-time job basically <laughs> like that people <laughs> but it does seem really there was also an option to like automate that stuff if you wanted to avoid it but like it's kind of not in your best interest because you're, you're not really focusing on you know what characters can what paths certain characters can take you can also change their classes each character will also have like strengths and weaknesses so like if one character is more suited to become a soldier and another one is more i don't know suited to become like a uh like an archer or whatever like you can lean into those strengths or if you really wanted to grind it out you could you know you could turn them into whatever you wanted but obviously it'll take a long time so there's there's a nice bit of flexibility there and the complexity that i was like really really intrigued by but um yeah probably yeah those games always seem so interesting yeah for real and i and i feel like a like a dumb for not getting into them so <laughs> it's just like a... the only thing i know about them is from smash brothers so i'm like oh yeah it's more <laughs> yeah yeah and it it looks really good like the the cinematics and the and i guess like even just like walking around the school and stuff like the music is so good it's like it's kind of weird it has like this weird like um uh drum and bass like trap music influence like whimsical ass like uh orchestrated you know harry potter style music where i'm like oh wow everyone's wearing robes and shit too so like the harry potter comparisons are, are pretty you know apt but um Okay, so I got f- uh, five more games. I'm going to run, run through these. Uh, <laughs> yeah, go for it. Outer Worlds, I, I got a chance to check out a hands-on demo uh, with uh, actually my, my colleague Jason. And w- so I went into this game not knowing a whole lot about it outside of like what I saw in the trailers and what we can sort of, like I guess, um, expect in terms of the developers. So it was being made by Obsidian, the people who made Fallout New Vegas, which I played a very little bit of. Um, but um, 
it's kind of the first person role playing game in the style of like a fallout that I think is going to be the one I'm, I, I lean into. Cause um, first of all, it takes place in space. It's not open world. It's, it's sort of um, it's got, it got, it's, it has areas you can explore, but it's not huge like an open world. And um, it has everything you can sort of come to expect from like a fallout style game. So it has, you know, you can have companions that come along with you. Um, you have loadouts and different abilities and, and you know, dialogue trees and you have like these secondary or like these, you know, other abilities like intelligence, charm, lying, uh, hacking or whatever that uh, you can basically use to to approach certain areas however you like. So even even um, before we approached when we accepted a mission, we could go in guns blazing. We could get a disguise and just walk buddy or we could sneak through the, the sewer tunnel, which, which is the route that we wound up taking. And we just we could be stealthy. So that that consisted of like, you know, taking out enemies stealthily. Um, hacking into terminals and like taking over like the the robot drone you know turret things um, but there was a part too where I mentioned in my video I'll split up a video if you want to check out some gameplay on, on our site where we we were overlooking this entire factory and I was able to use the intercom and be like oh we used our lying skill that we were that we got a buff from from one of our companions who was good at lying um, and she was just like uh, we just lied to the whole factory or whatever and they <laughs> we just like it was really cool like the, the ability to use those dialogue options to impact the the potential combat or lack thereof moving forward i thought was pretty dope because it was like i love that yeah man. like we could have we could have turned on the, the the turrets if we had enough hacking points we didn't and the turrets would have like shot them and taken them out but instead we were just like we just said some bullshit into the microphone and they just like left which i thought was really really great um and uh yeah, it just seems like uh, it seems it's first of all, it's gorgeous too. like it looks so beautiful. I think it was running on a PC, but um, I really, really want to just like sit down and, and play the hell out of this game. Uh, it looks like that open world game or that open world, that RPG, first person RPG that people were hoping uh, maybe even Fallout 76 would be. But uh, it's so dope, man. I think if it hasn't been on your radar, check it out. And I know it's kind of confusing because there's a game called Outer Wilds as well, but this one's called The Outer Worlds. Um but in it, so okay, four more games to go. Oh, God, I didn't take a break. Um, I also played Monster <laughs> Hunter Iceborne, which hell yeah, surprisingly enough, blew me away, man. Uh, I went into that surprisingly. That game's great. Yeah, that game's fantastic. I, I, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I really like that game. I just can't stick with it. Then the guy who was demoing it to me too was like one of the PR guys. Was like, yeah, I remember I poured like you know 80, 90 hours into the base game when it came out. I kind of lapsed. I just like I haven't played it in a minute, and I only started playing it, playing it again because of the, you know, for Iceborne. We were like showing it off, and I was like, "Oh, that's me!" Like, "Hi, that's me too." Um, <laughs> so I knew, like, I actually I, we should be coming out with a video. Me and Tim got a chance to play it together. It was actually really funny too. Like the the two of us playing next to each other. Uh, of course, some shenanigans happened. We also took a photo in front of the giant stupid dragon they had in the front of the the, the demo booth, and. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, they're introducing a new monster, which I forget the name of, because those monster names are hard for me to remember. And, uh, there's, like, that that other one. They, so we played two of the monsters. I, think, I guess they're actually the Tigrix. Um, I don't think so. I forget. It's it's probably going to be that. It's going to be in the video. I'm going to be, like, an idiot. I, I honestly yeah. forget. But um, the cool thing is they're adding, like, I don't know if this was in the game before, but was there, like, a grappling hook you could use? No, no. So they didn't have the grappling hook, but they had the slinger. Um, and I guess they added that to this game. So the slinger turns into a grappling hook on the slinger. Yeah, yeah. So you aim with L two, and then when you're close enough, like a little highlight, like they're like designated areas on the monster where you can like latch onto. But you have to be, 
it has to be pretty close. You have to be like within like 20 feet or, or like 15 feet of the monster. So you have to be kind of close to it. And um, so, yeah, I was like using that thing like crazy. I kept like latching onto the tail and was like whacking at the tail. And I like for both monsters, I got the tail off, which I was very proud of. But it was also um, surprising to me how much of that game just felt like riding a bike. Like once I got back into the buttons and I remembered which button was like jump or, or like roll and then which button was like use my my item that I have equipped. Like I used way too many, like, um, what do they call like rations or whatever? Like the, um, yeah. I used way too many of those bags and I was like, fuck. Uh, <laughs> but oh, yeah, like once I got into it, I was like, you know, I was actually doing, I helped kill both monsters pretty, pretty well. And I was like laying down the healing things for the group. I was laying down traps and barrels. And like, I, I was remembering how to play the game and I was like, damn, this game is good. Like when it fires on all cylinders, uh, we had a couple of scrubs on the team, but like, I think me and Tim were able to like, hold it together uh it was a lot of fun and i i I walked away pretty high off of it like oh man is this gonna get me back into monster hunter because i i I did not see this coming and i don't know if it's gonna like i mean maybe it will maybe will for like a week or a month but even then like that's all all i need what's up that's (laughs) That's all i need from you (laughs) that's all the (laughs) space that you guys require (laughs) yeah no and i had a really good time with that i think if you're into monster hunter and you've been looking forward to like more content i think this might be what you want there's also a part where like uh we were fighting close to the edge of this i don't know if this was in the game if this whole world in the game but it was like this snowy level i don't really remember this part but we were like on the edge of this like cliff it seemed like a glacier and um a part of it just like completely broke off and started like falling into like the water we're like oh shit so we like had to like jump off of it it was like really cool like i forget how much of that game is just like uh a fast and furious style like set piece yeah things are falling and and you know things are crashing around you the world reacts to you like it's it's really cool i, I mean i had a really good time with it I'll, I'll probably play it for a week and i'll have a good time with it um my favorite game of the show which if you probably know by now because I, I talked about it on the discord is cyanara wild hearts which i got a chance to check out at annapurna at the annapurna booth and i think this might have been shown previously at, an, at another expo maybe even like um, pax east or something but uh cyanara wild hearts is by far my favorite thing i saw at the show it's a really cool on rails rhythm game slash like endless runner from what i played so far it's uh it has a really cool story about these like beings that once ruled an alternate galaxy and then they set they cast off uh this savior um to to sort of like go grow and and you know eventually come back and save them like kind of like you know luke skywalker or something and um so this, it's the story picks up with this girl who finds a butterfly and then she gets transported into the alternate dimension. I guess she, you find out that she has, she is the savior or whatever. And she's in this alternate dimension. That's like, you know, parallel to ours where you're running down these really trippy, um, like rainbow road style levels. The next level I played, I was on a motorcycle. I was running through the city. Uh, I was chasing somebody and it's all set to this really, really catchy pop music soundtrack. So it's like, like I mentioned it in my video, it's like playing a music video if you were like tripping balls on something. Like if you were if you were like yeah. for high, because the camera whips around like the character's three sixty. It zooms in, zooms out, and you're you're you know you're you're moving between lanes so you don't hit cars. And it, it had like a crazy taxi vibe because you're going down these hills and stuff. And um, and then it'll turn into like a side scrolling thing. Where you have to tap A at the right time on beat so you can avoid their like you know hadoukens at you and shit. It's just weird. It's so weird, but it was so charming and I loved it so much. It just reminded me of like a really, I don't know, like almost like a PS2 style game that that just I don't know. I, I could see this game becoming like a cult classic. Uh, 
and I just hope it gets more attention because like the music itself was so beautiful and I could just listen to the soundtrack alone, which I hope they release on the side. If not just like a playlist at the very least, but um, it looks super cute. Like the, the art style looks really slick and, you know, uh, stylized that you don't, you don't really see that a lot. Yeah. Like it's something you would see like at a, like an indicate or something like that. And then right. it just took off. Yeah, man. And and it's it's got so much heart to it. And like the I could tell the story it's telling is gonna be this, you know, this weird, like we're well, not weird, but this really interesting like parable, you know, where it's like, oh, it's a story about this girl chasing three dudes on a motorcycle, but like, you know, who knows what it has to say, if it has to say something a little deeper than that. And and it's cool to see these kind of games, especially like being published by Annapurna. I feel like Annapurna's been been putting out like the the ill indie titles that are like the ones you want you have to check out and I think putting them yeah. on the makes so much sense you know like you're, you're gonna get such a wide audience i think it's releasing first on switch and they i think they heard him say it was coming to other platforms they just haven't uh, announced them yet but i feel like putting it on switch is like a no-brainer because i feel like this game i would play on uh in handheld mode with like really good headphones on and just like, blast that music into my brain and just like just get high off of that game because it, it just feels so good and it's it's like nothing i've really played in a long time like the way it sort of feels like a cross between Parents of Dragoon Orda, Crazy Taxi, um, you know, even something like Amplitude or, or, or um, Thumper, where you're like going down these long, twisty lanes of stuff, but but you're not just like this, you know, this bug. You're like an you know, anthropomorphized. You're like you're, you're a humanoid character. You're a human who's like on a on a carpet or a motorcycle, and it's just like it's just full of style and 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 it's very simple at the same time, which is like kind of right up my alley. I like I loved Gris for that same reason alone, and this game seems to be. Uh, hitting those same notes except like in a different genre for me like it's like it's just pop music as opposed to gris which was like i don't know classical or something um right but yeah i'm I'm really looking forward to it i can't wait to play it uh i hope people will check out the video i made on kotaku i I, like was gushing about it on camera for like three minutes um and then i also got to see sam barlow's new game the creator of her story he's coming out with a new game called telling lies um this game might've seen a trailer for it's like four characters who were looking through their video call history. Um, it's really, really creepy because you're, the, the story is you're, you're a character who's stolen an NSA hard drive um, full of video calls of four individuals. And you're trying to piece together why the NSA has those calls. And um, the, what makes it interesting is much like her story, you're, you're, combing through video, hours of video footage and trying to piece together this this mystery and that what makes it interesting is each video is only like one half of a call so they don't come connected you have to connect them yourself because you're only getting one uh. yeah you're only getting one way audio and video and uh so each each video is also like i think captioned so if you want to highlight a certain word if someone says like i don't know telephone you can highlight telephone and then search for it in the in the search bar and then it'll like all the metadata with videos that that feature the word telephone will show up and you can click on those videos and it'll have a timestamp directly in the middle of that video that says you know the girl says like telephone or something um and you can also bookmark videos you can you highlight keywords there's a history tab so you don't get lost like remembering where you were like 20 minutes ago um and it's it's so interesting man it's such a fascinating story about like and it's kind of relevant too where we're always talking about what these you know tech companies are doing with our information who has access to what and you know these are actual things that have taken place like i I got a chance to actually demo it with sam barlow there and he was telling me about how like you know like recent things have spawned that kind of spawned this idea and gave him like a nice thread a through way to like um thread this story around so like we talked about like the you know the um 
the uh, oh, I'm blanking on his name. Basically, the guy who stole all the information. I was uh, Snowden. Yeah. Yeah, and like, and um, yeah, yeah, and then also like in 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 uh, the UK, they they revealed that they had like recorded everyone's video calls, and they were developing a tool that could like you know if there were too much if there was some too much skin on camera, they would like not record it because that was obviously just like a sex chat or whatever like sexting um i saw such a washed old person the sexting (laughs) nowadays Um, but it's 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 interesting like the you know you think about what we do what we upload every day in terms of like even our ig stories and snapchat and twitter instagram like how much put out there and what's available what's being logged what's being what's being logged with metadata um so it's it's creepy in that sense but the the also the the story um that this game seems to be trying to tackle seems interesting they also haven't revealed much about it because they don't want to give anything away but um i did ask about like the 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 production of it because from an acting standpoint and from like a filmmaking standpoint it's interesting because um he said the characters or the actors rather playing their characters had these like camera rigs set up where they were actually operating the the cameras and they were the ones that were like they had a secondary screen that had live video feed of the other actor so they were actually talking to these people in real time and oh wow yeah so it was cool like so they, once they set it up like the crew would just like leave the room and they would act the scene out for like 10 minutes so it, it kind of felt like a play in a sense where it's like one take that's all you get and sometimes they'd have to improv or, or whatever they they would give them some direction obviously but um it's very like uh sleep no more ish yeah totally <laughs> it makes so much sense for an interactive medium like video games obviously to to try these kinds of things and like you know what what i find most interesting too is the the conversations that'll happen um once you play the game like i mentioned in my video uh like breath of the wild or Mario five or any game once you once you play the game uh i want to sit down and then like talk to you about like all right like have a spoiler chat or like all right what did you go down like what what rabbit hole did you go down like i went down the telephone thread like what thread did you pull and seeing like what characters we focused on because Sam told me that there's like 10 hours of total footage um, that was made for the game. And you could, there were like some, some people that could just like stick with one of the characters and they could sort of, you know, bounce around a couple of the other ones, but they focus on one character because they they resonated with them for whatever reason. And they were able to piece together like what the mystery was just surrounding that one character and and the way things orbited them, which I thought was really cool. Like you don't have to actually like, you know, watch all 10 hours of it, but there is enough there where you can piece together different things and, and get just get nuance and context for different things in different ways, which is interesting because I, I didn't get a chance to play her story, but it makes me want to play her story to kind of brush up on the the pacing at least or like the style of play for this kind of game. Um, yeah, I remember that. That sounded super interesting when uh, when Roman was on the show. Yeah. He was talking about playing it. And uh, yeah, it, it's always been in the corner of my mind, but this one looks like way more interactive and like, I, I just like the style of it, like the highlighting and the, um, you know, searching the words and the keywords and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. It, it seems like a much more streamlined, user-friendly take on her story, which I'm like, oh, cool. I definitely want to, I definitely want to check this out. I, I, I also would love to play this like with my girlfriend or you know, with with other people in the room. So, we, oh, it's almost like watching a show together. And and, and you know, maybe we just take a, like a season of a show. We play for like an hour a night or whatever, and we're like oh man, like maybe we're writing down notes and we're looking up, we're Googling things. And like, it, it's just going to be kind of a cool experience to to play. And it, it just feels like an old school style game too because of like the, the actual live action footage. Um, 
but it seems like an old school CD-ROM style game where like even in the, there's like a subtle thing that I mentioned in my video where like if you're looking at the screen, you can see the character you're playing as in the reflection. So you're like, you're basically looking at the game through her eyes and you can see her eyes darting around the screen. You can see her like shifting her weight in, the, in her chair. And like, oh, wow. it's pretty cool. It's a pretty cool, like a pretty cool immersive way to, to just get even further uh, into the shoes of that character that you're playing as. I, th- I thought was su- such a nice, nice choice. Um, and I think the last the last game I think I played I, I probably I'm probably missing one or two but the last one I remember playing was um, Hollow Knight Silk Song so this was originally supposed to be a DLC for Hollow Knight one but the the developers decided to actually you know break it off into its own thing and it's it just seems like more Hollow Knight I think if you love Hollow Knight I think you're gonna really love this it looks really beautiful we played two different levels it actually kind of made me want to revisit Hollow Knight maybe even from the start. But um, give it another shot and 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 try to like pick it up again because like there it, it's a good game, man. And for whatever reason, it didn't click with me. But um, maybe I just wasn't at the right timing. Like maybe I just wasn't there yet, in, like in my headspace. Um, mm-hmm. because there there have been a couple games that I've saw that I've seen at E3 this year that I'm like, oh, maybe I'll go back and play the the other iteration of that. Like, I mean, even like Watch Dogs, I missed Watch Dogs too. But I'm like, I've heard good things about Watch Dogs too, and maybe I want to check that out or, um. I don't know. Uh, there, there have been a couple games like that that I'm like, damn, I, I should probably go back and check out the the, the previous title in that series because like I'm curious about it. And um, Hollow Knight just seems like more Hollow Knight. I think if you like it, you'll probably wind up getting this anyway. And I think it seems like a really good, a really good deal. Um, all right, cool. That's pretty much it for, in terms of my playlist. Um, a pretty long-winded playlist, but it's a lot. Uh, yeah, it's a lot of sh- a lot of stuff. Um, but in addition to that, we have a couple of news stories here. We already mentioned the Pokemon stuff. Um, Animal Crossing eventually got revealed, but it came with an, a huge asterisk. It's being delayed until 2020, I, think, I believe March of 2020. Um, what, were you looking forward to potentially getting Animal Crossing this year? Were you, were you kind of bummed when you heard that news? Um, yeah, I was kind of um, bummed because I, I've been kind of on this like, this this new relationship with my switch lately where i just love it it's the only thing i kind of really want to play um and i've always wanted to get into animal crossing like i even bought it on my 3ds uh like really late like a a year or two ago just so i could have it you know um but uh yeah i'm super hyped for it but i'm not really like the biggest fan you know i've never really played it except for the phone version right so i just want to be a part of this uh this wave kind of you know it was like kind of an experiment for me so um you know when it got delayed i'm like whatever you know it's probably for the best they know what they're doing usually so yeah i I feel the same exact way like i feel like as someone who only played pocket camp on my phone Mm -hmm. um i am really curious to see like why people love this game so much and i think that the positive sort of cutesy vibe to it even though even though it is still kind of like you know fucking conquer in in a way like it is um i'm still curious to check it out because i i want to i really want to play it and I, I was a little bummed but i also feel the same way where i'm like the same way with zelda i was like just take your time yeah do what you got to do i'll wait there's still mad shit coming out so like i really don't mind getting extra time really like i think gamers need to like just chill the fuck out and maybe go read a book or something instead like it, you, you'll still get to it don't worry i um, watched the um the treehouse and like there was one part where like they were like yeah and we added that you could put furniture outside and then like they went insane and i was like wait what <laughs> like why are you guys so hyped it was just so like and that, that's so interesting to me because like that just means like there's more there that you know just simple like for what i think is simple 
is like something like you know profound and shit. So yeah, it's just I don't know that that's so interesting to me. Word word. Um. All right. Cool. And our next story, not quite a. Doctor disrespect streams inside of an E3 bathroom gets banned from Twitch. Uh, dumb, dumb. I mean, that's pretty much the entire story. But um, Twitch basically forbids people from streaming illegal acts. Uh, taking this from Kotaku and filming in, in a public bathroom is likely a violation of California's invasion of privacy law. So um, an ESA rep also uh, basically told Kotaku in an email that the organization has revoked Dr. Disrespect's E3 badge. So he was like mm. out the paint. I actually saw him on the show floor, like streaming and getting you know, surrounded by a crowd of people. And I immediately like took the scenic route. I was like, Nope, not going down that way. Yeah, uh, man. But it's man. It's just like, I don't know. It's, I'm not surprised, you know, like it's, it's someone who's literally built his brand on being this like really obnoxious, uh, rude dude. Um, not surprised that something like this would happen, but I am like at least a little uh, glad that, you know, the right actions were taken. Cause I mean, that's, that's fucked up, man. Like you, you should have more common yeah. sense than to think it's okay to stream inside of a, a bathroom. Even if it is a public bathroom, it's like, there's still probably, they, I mean, there are kids in there and stuff. Like if I was, a Absolutely. Father, I'd be furious. But even even without the kids, like yo, don't don't be in the bathroom with cameras, bro. Like, that's just common decency, and you know, I, I think the, these uh, like a lot of these people, like they get too caught up in their um, online personas, and they they just let it get away from them, you know. Yeah. Like without really thinking, they're like, oh well, you know, everybody's following me around, and like I'm kind of untouchable, so I might as well. He probably didn't even mean it to be like gross. It was like, yeah, I'm just gonna be in the bathroom, whatever. It's like, well you're dumb <laughs> like now you're fucking up your money yeah so it's <laughs> yeah. like good I, I i honestly i can't feel sorry for these people but you know yeah we're, it is what it is it's hard to feel sorry for these dumbs but it's it's yeah i mean he's gonna be fine like he he's got all yeah absolutely and, and huge followings like that's this is not gonna stop the train that he's already made but like i don't know i'll I just like just talking with some folks that, over this past week and it's like i don't know man i hope the pendulum starts swinging the other way and we start like changing our minds about who we want to follow and, and what kind of communities we want to support to be a part of because like i mean i don't know like he's he said and done things in the past that immediately have turned me off of his whole brand like didn't he like punch somebody or something like that oh i don't know about that but i, I remember for like uh for like uh recording him while he wasn't in character or something like that oh that i, think I, I read remember. that somewhere yeah that's wild but um yeah no i i, I think they it will swing the other way because like this, it's just hollow. Um, it's just hollow content to be honest. Like, you know, like there's so many other good streamers who are doing good shit and just as good as at games, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's just interesting, but um, whatever. Yeah. I don't give a shit about those people. Yeah. For real. <laughs> Honestly, don't give a shit about them either. Um, yeah. Yeah, so uh, our next story, uh, Cyberpunk 2077 artist says controversial in-game image is commentary on corporations. So I don't know if you saw that. Mm, like there was an ad in the game. I think it was shown off like through a, um, it was a screenshot um, from like an, a ray tracing announcement from NVIDIA or whatever about, about Cyberpunk. And there's an ad in there about like for like an energy drink or something. And there's, there's it seems to be like a, um, like just like a very sexualized fetishized like trans woman with like a huge like boner in her like you know onesie or whatever uh yeah and it just like it, i don't know it seemed kind of weird like i think there what was the um the slogan for the soda it was mix like, it up yeah mix it up and I, 
it's just like ugh. yeah it's a little it's a little icky man yeah yeah it, it's it's extremely icky too because like of the the whole like i don't know the um the idea that this is like a an energy drink that is um i don't know kind of just the the idea that people are like yeah like you said like fetishizing like um trans people to be like oh you know just try something different it's like no these are who these people are it's not that they're just trying something you know like i don't know that's what i took away from i was like uh it's a little weird yeah and Um, and also like with the the history that like cd project reds had in the past of like even their you know they're obviously like their social media shit and like other other they've had in their games and like even just watching the trailers for cyberpunk 2077 like i mean the the video game lover uh part of me is like man this looks like a really cool game but then the 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 part of me that actually like cares about what games say and 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 what they're what kind and what they're what they're saying also uh, even if it's underneath the surface that part of me is also extremely skeptical and like not 100% 100% sold on this game because like you know there's like they're I forgot what it was like there was like the, a crew of like these modified or, or mutant characters and they all happen to be you know black and brown people and uh, in the in the trailer at the end of it he's like killing I think he kills like two black people in the game and it's like not that that's like inherently a bad thing like those characters could have really right. just been horrible people and they just happen to be black or whatever but Mm-hmm. It's like the the idea of like this white dude with like these this like these fucking cuts in his eyebrows and then like he's 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 got a jacket that says samurai on it like you feel like you're you're regurg you're regurgitating a lot of these like problematic themes that have also been just like embedded in the DNA of like what cyberpunk as a as a genre is and like I think yeah. there's actually a really solid Twitter thread I don't I think I don't know if we talked about this but it's a really solid Twitter thread about um sort of the you know the the racist and and sexist xenophobic history that is cyberpunk that was born in the 80s and like you know you see it in things like die hard with the the, the japanese taking over and then like you see it in other yeah. ways uh it, it's like a lot of that you know a lot of that stuff at the time seemed novel and cool you, you kind of took it as like oh wow it's like we're all one culture and like you know we can all read japanese and korean now but mm-hmm. at the time it was definitely rooted in some some scare for fear mongering shit and uh, you know i i hope you know like the the hopeful side of me is like oh hopefully they'll address it and then maybe they'll have something really cool to say about it but the other side of me is like no nah, they're probably just trying to be edgy and use this yeah. to have a i would definitely be you know skeptical of them you know um i think that's just like just have that like you know you can be excited for the game but just just reserve you know all like like don't go don't go all in right for people who are like you know into their their past games if you're even into the witcher and all that stuff you know it's easy to like kind of have this um loyalty to like a brand or you know company so i don't know i I just don't i don't expect anybody to really get it right um unfortunately like i just don't have that that type of um uh what do you call that trust right Uh, (laughs) yeah so like i'm you know it when stuff like this does happen, I'm never really surprised. Unfortunately, this is the world that we live in, you know, that I'm like, eh, I didn't expect these people to get it right. You know, I would like them to put their best foot forward and try to get it right. You know, yeah. even though you're never going to be able to just get it right. You're never going to please everybody, but 
you know, you got to put your best foot forward. And, and I think that the uh, this billboard specifically is just like, ugh, that is a bad oversight. And whoever like uh, let that slip through the cracks is just not. Yeah, that's just, just drop the ball. Yeah, do better. Better. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that, that and that and that's an easy one. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. So like the really nuanced stuff. That's why I'm not, I'm just like I'm not even gonna. You know, because I, I heard that they have, like, Haitians yeah, in, the, in the game. And, you know, from what I hear, like, the 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 um, accents and the, the, the dialect is very good, but I, I just don't trust it, yeah. to be honest. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, no I, I, I hear you, man. Especially, like, when, I don't know, just, like, uh, games, fool me once, that kind of thing. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, how many times do we hope that like a Ubisoft game is going to say something really poignant, and then it's like, nope, never mind. Nope. Yeah. Shoot the White House. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, uh, I mean, speaking of which, our next story: Modern Warfare a dev still deciding on whether to include controversial line. So, um, uh, my colleague Maddie uh, Myers got a chance to check out a, a demo of uh, Call of Duty: Modern Warfare, the new one, the reboot coming out, and there was a really. Uh, problematic line in there where uh th- during a scene in which this like young girl has already seen both of her parents like just die due to being like crushed by rubble or whatever from an explosion um she gets to a point where she um she's trying to save i think her sister or something or another little girl and one of the russian like the bad guy soldiers um he says he considers whether he should hand over this girl to his commanding officer who quote unquote likes the young ones um, so there's wide, oh. uh, you know, sexual assault. I guess content warning here um, uh, to uh, a character that um, I should have done at the top of the sh- at the top of the article. But um, you know, just like kind of, it's already in a, in a, a pretty um, traumatic experience for this one character and you know the all the talk of the realism that they're trying to implement in the game all the research they're doing and and the things that they're claiming they want to say like they want to make you know gamers feel this guilt from accidentally killing a civilian and all this kind of stuff and all this research that they've been doing and and so i think um maddie uh, at the at the event asked about that one particular line and saying you know what 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 did you why did you guys include that line basically like is there is there some sort of research or something we don't know about about like you know child soldiers and and being assaulted by superior officer or you know like the older people in in the in the in that whatever like in that uh like with like militia or whatever um yeah and they didn't really have an answer and then they they sort of i think towards i I recommend reading the article it's on kotaku i really really recommend it i might even throw it in the show notes it's worth a read but again it's like we're just talking with cyberpunk it's like i honestly um you know, you want to see games start to, to tackle more, um, more mature themes and, and more and deeper stories. But at the end of the day, it's hard. It's a hard line to balance when you're talking about a modern warfare, a game that you, you, you know, you automatically think of playing deathmatch and team deathmatch and getting kill streaks and, and the, the game, the gamified version of war where you're like, yeah, all right. I like, I, I launched a nuke. Woohoo. And it's like, yeah. this game is, uh, trying to or claiming it's gonna like make you feel guilty about killing people and stuff like that like you i mean you know maybe it will maybe it actually will pull it off but again the skeptical side of my brain is like do you guys are you guys really thoughtfully including this thing and, and trying to say something or are you guys just trying to be edgy and be like yo shit war is war is crazy yo yeah right bro yeah you, you know just saying controversial shit just to say it is 
boring and you know it's it's played out yeah um so i mean yeah we'll see but that that shit's crazy i didn't i didn't know about that i'm gonna read that right after yeah man, I have to check it out it's, i might even drop it in the news channel or discord it's so good but um I guess to, to end on a brighter note, uh, even though the game looks like it's going to be a darker take on, on the franchise, uh, Breath of the Wild is getting a sequel, and uh, that pretty much made my This is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> this shit is crazy. I did not expect this at all. Yeah, man. Even if it takes, what in the world? Even if it takes another seven years and it comes out on the Switch 3 or whatever, like, take your yeah. time. Uh, this makes me extremely excited because, again, Breath of the Wild is one of my favorite games of all time at this point. Um and a sequel to it just makes me just makes me giddy, man. It's insane that uh, you know, they Nintendo's on some nut shit, man. <laughs> they're 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 killing it. Yeah, dude. They, yeah. they know how to throw a show because, like, who would have thought this now? And the fact that they're gonna make a fucking horror game or whatever. Yeah, it's like a dark ass take on it. Yeah, I, I'm I'm into it. I'm into I'm into Zelda's little bob cut. I'm into that. Oh yeah. And hopefully she plays a bigger role this time around. Like yeah, not... they, they should let you like play her at least for the, like the second half of the game or something like that. Oh, man, that would be so cool. I, I think they they came out and said that you can't, but like still, come on, yeah. surprise us, Nintendo. It's <laughs> it's, 20, it's gonna be twenty twenty probably at the very least, probably twenty twenty one or something. But come on, man, it's a, it's about time we get to play a Zelda. Yeah, word. Um. All right, cool. We got we got one question this week. Um. And if you have any questions for us for next week, send it to our email at questions at the-optional.com or drop into our Discord channel in the, uh, in the questions channel. Uh, or if you're brave enough, record us a voicemail on, um, on the Anchor app, which is a really, really cool thing to do. We love those. Oh, we just got a voice message, but I probably won't be able to play it on the phone here. Um, so maybe we'll save yeah, it for so. next week. Yeah, we'll save it. All right, cool. Um, so Bo writes in, with Square Enix saying that they don't know how many games the FF7 remake will be, what are your feelings on not getting in Final Fantasy 16 for another eight to ten years? Um, as as a person who's like not a huge fan of the Final Fantasy series as a whole, uh, I, I I couldn't care <laughs> less. <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? Like it doesn't really affect me. Yeah. Um, and I know how long people even waited for 15. You know, right. so. I mean, you guys got it in you. I, I think they're putting out enough likes, like uh, remakes and other stuff that, you know, it'll hold you over. You'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, I, I just don't really care about the series. So, yeah. How are they all connected? I don't know. I don't think they are. <laughs> I, uh, I feel the same exact way. I feel like, I mean, there are way, there are tons of RPGs out there. I'm pretty sure our, our guy Pito can probably point you to like 12 off the bat. Um, yeah. But there are so many RPGs out there that are out and coming out that I feel like, man, you you you'll fill that eight to ten years with other games. Like y'all, we all will be okay. Man, replay Final Fantasy VIII when it comes out. The the, yeah. the bastard stepchild of the Final Fantasy series, um, which actually I forgot to include that in the news. But that makes me excited to to want to revisit that game as someone who didn't know what the hell they were doing as a ten. I was gonna I was gonna call you when the conference was going on. Uh, <laughs> be like, yo, you called it, man. Like this is what we've been waiting for. Yeah, man. Finally, it lives. Yeah, finally. Yeah, uh, all right cool jumping into feeling it for the week feeling it is where we take one thing that we absolutely love from the past week that we've stumbled across that we think is worth sharing we'll kick it uh, off yeah i can kick it off so i was just browsing uh netflix the other day and i came across this thing uh this this movie documentary mm-hmm. or something i just hovered over it and it's called the black godfather and they had a whole bunch of like um 
music executives and business owners and artists and rappers just talking about this quote unquote black godfather of of the music of show business and period and um it was just very compelling like the the trailer was very compelling so i was like let me just turn it on and it turns out it's about this guy called uh clarence avant and basically he's literally behind he just makes deals this is black dude uh that was born in the 30s and he he came to like um he got a shot in like the fifties. He was working for a guy who used to work for, um, he was working at a club as, as a, uh, kind of a promoter, uh, back in the fifties, uh, for a guy who, um, used to be under Al Capone. Oh shit. And so that guy was super connected and he just used to watch him. He used to just watch what he was doing, like making business moves and all this stuff. And the guy loved moved and like soaked up all this information. So he gave him a shot. He was like, you should, you should manage music artists. And he was like, I don't know anything about that. But he knows how to like connect people together. He was just a people person. People just gravitate to this, towards this guy. And he was like, no bullshit. Very like, get shit done. Like, give it to you straight kind of guy. And uh, yeah, he's literally just behind everything. From that moment on, he's like, he's the guy who signed Bill Withers and gave him his shot. Like, he started all these different... Um, record companies he kept soul train on the air wow. he um he uh was very pivotal in getting barack obama elected to, <laughs> uh, to, to yeah to senator uh he was very vital to getting uh bill clinton elected it was it's insane dude like this guy is be- literally behind everything and he knows everyone and this is like they, the way they show it they have these like like not infographics, but like these little uh, circles with like pictures of people and how they're connected to him. And it's just insane. Like just the stories people tell about him and him and Quincy Jones are like brothers. Or, like they're like best friends. It's just absolutely incredible. Like this, it's like, I couldn't take my eyes off it. I was like just sitting home one day folding clothes. And I was like, I didn't fold my clothes the whole time. Cause I was just like, <laughs> this is incredible. It's so good. That's awesome. Um, and this guy, he's just a mover and a shaker. And he's just like, the coolest person and he just like he didn't let like the barriers of like being a black man in that time Mm -hmm. surrounded by the people he was surrounded by like hold him back and uh you know not to be preachy or anything but like you know that's his story but it was just incredible to see that and never to for me personally never to hear about this guy is insane where he's behind everything that he made culture like it's in same man like <laughs> it, it's so incredible it's so incredible like i can't even remember all the stuff that he he was behind but um you should definitely look it up it's called the black godfather um and it, it's just it's just really fantastic sweet story he's still alive to this day wow. um and he's still making deals he, he just got recently um uh hollywood star oh wow um, yeah yeah damn that's crazy i i like hearing this all like makes me want to probably try to download it on my phone before I hop on the flight so I could like watch Yeah, you should definitely flight. do that. It's a good it's a good watch. It's like almost 2 hours long. But it's all right, good. perfect, perfect. That's like a third of my trip. Uh, yeah. Yeah, also how long until we get a Chadwick Boseman led movie about this? Oh my god. Uh 2 years for sure. 2 years. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all the historical black men. Yeah, it was crazy. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, 
All right, cool. Yeah, mine is a um, mine is a streaming show on Amazon Prime, which is kind of a bummer if you don't if you don't have Prime. But it, I'm sure Prime's great. They got some good shows on there. Yeah, they've got some really good. Sh- I'm, I'm sure you could probably get a trial, but I think this show is totally worth it. It's a show that actually my girlfriend told me about last night, and I, I binged like five episodes in a row while packing last night. Um, it's a show called Fleabag. It's a, it's like, I think it's a, a a British produced. It definitely is a British produced show because everyone in there is every motherfucker in there is British except for like one guy. Um, and yeah, it, it follows the, the, the story of a, of a young woman in, in, um, in the UK who uh, is kind of a horrible person. <laughs> so she's like, she's very like narcissistic. She, she's manipulative. Um, she's, you know, no shade to the people out there who enjoy some sexy time, but she's like addicted to, to sex. And um, she just like, she's just horrible, horrible human being. And, but you, you grow to find her endearing and you, you feel pretty bad for her and, and you, you you empathize with with her with her situation and it, mm-hmm. it, it follows her story between like you know how she copes with the with you know leaving a relationship and um her her struggling cafe like her struggling business um her relationship with her father which is very like weird and her her uh her stepmother who used to be her godmother the the death of her mother and like her relationship with her older sister who's more successful and, and more beautiful and a whole bunch of different things that that are like at play here and what makes it really interesting too is uh much like house of cards which also was originally a, a british production um she she breaks the fourth wall and she like will talk to the camera so like in between interactions uh she'll look at the camera at you presumably and, and she'll say something really quickly off the cuff and then she'll go right back to the conversation and like the other characters don't react because they can't hear her uh only we can hear her and um it adds a nice little layer of um like omniscience because you're like oh cool i can like hear what she really feels about you know smiling right. smiling to this some men perceive flirting or or a good response um it's like uh but in reality when it's just like no she's just trying to like tell you to get lost and leave her alone you know yeah. like that kind of shit it's really really good super super well acted uh the writing is so is so good and um i've been having a really good time with it like I, each episode is like 23 minutes or whatever so it's like really easy to binge but um i hear the second season is where it really and, and, and great so i can't wait to continue watching uh when i get home but um yeah check it out it's called fleabags on amazon prime um i've really really been loving it and uh uh yeah also you know what i'm gonna throw in a bonus film yeah. it's actually something that i've been feeling it like a lot and i'm also you know i'm biased but it's it's i i feel like you can objectively say this is a fucking great song but our good friend ray uh released a song uh that i i'm not i'm not gonna lie to you i think soundcloud's um playing like it's uh it's play count feature is off because i alone have listened to this song like at least 90 times by now <laughs> Um, but yeah, he just came out with a new song. Uh, check his SoundCloud is soundcloud.com slash doc, D O C underscore sushi boy, S U S H I B O I. Uh, again, that's soundcloud.com slash D O C underscore S U C H I B O I. Um, he made a really, really good song, like a really, really good, like, um, very good, you know. Yeah, like I mean, Ray's Ray's incredible, but this 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 latest song is like probably my the, one of my favorite ones in in a long time. It's like this really perfect song for summer that I think you should all check out. I've listened to it um, again, like literally no lie, like ninety times. It's like the other night. Um, I really I highly recommend checking it out and showing some love to our our you know our fellow our friend out there and, and fellow optional uh, community 
member out there. So please, please show him some love. I, I might even throw a link in the uh, in the show notes. So definitely just just feel free to click on that. Um, shout out to Doc. But yeah, shout out to Ray. Yeah, shout out to Doc. Uh, so that's so. Before we wrap up the show, how can people find you online? Man? Uh, you catch me on the Twitters and Instagram uh, at Cappy Cantlou, C A P I C A N T L O S E. Uh, yeah, hit me up, man. How about you? Hello. Hello. Uh, lost. Oh, okay, are you are you there now? We back. Yeah, I'm back. But it was say it, say it one more time. <laughs> uh, it was at Cappy Can't Lose C A N T. Oh, C A P I C A N T L O S E. Boom. Uh, on Twitter and Instagram. Nice. Uh, I'm, I'm I am Pauly Miles, P O L I M as in Mario A Y O. I'm on Twitter and Instagram. And if you want to see some LA uh, highlight shots, then... thank you so much for listening this week. If you have any questions or comments, please send them over to questions at the-optional.com. We would love to hear from you. Um, please be sure to subscribe to or on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Anchor, and Spotify. If you could take a minute to rate and review the show, that would be amazing. It really helps us spread the word. And if you want to show us a little bit of extra support, please head over to anchor.fm slash the optional podcast. That's where you can uh, give us as low as a dollar a month and become a member of, uh, and become a member of our uh, supporters section like Julian did. Shout out to Julian. Thank you so much for giving us some money. We really appreciate it, man. It really helps us go a long way. We're trying to get some new equipment, so that'll definitely go right into that pool. Um, our homepage is theoptionalpodcast.com. That's where you can find the show and share it with your friends. As always, we can be reached at Facebook and Twitter at The Optional NYC. Our show's music is by the one and only Levi Pack. You can find him on Twitter at underscore L-E-V-I-P-A-C-K. So until next time, everyone, peace.